Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part four in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. I think especially those of us that grew up in the church, I just think, unfortunately, for our generation and probably, I mean, probably other generations, but we'll just speak for ours. Like I can say I had a similar, not the same, but a similar experience from the snippet you just said. And I just think I find that I find that interesting and I'm curious and, you know, Austin, feel free to chime in, but I'm just curious what you guys would say to like somebody who's maybe just waking up to their struggle and they were in that moment where they're like, gosh, I, and then you got that narrative of growing up and all those complicated, all those complicated like messages that you're getting. What would you want to tell someone who's in the throes of that? I think the that the the heart of your desire that puts you in that situation is actually a gift and it is it is not something to be afraid of but it's something to explore and be curious about because I think that there is a because sex is such a big deal it's directly connected to probably our to our deepest desires and it's not always sex like the actual act of sex. But I think if we understand the unwanted sexual things that we do or the things that we are strive or that we're going that we're attracted to or go after or that we're motivated by, it's something that's bigger than that. Because we aren't just sexual beings. God made us like sexed. So like we are male and female. We're created to, to want and enjoy sex. But that's not all of who we are. It's part of who we are. But because it is such a big deal, because it requires such vulnerability and like, man, just openness to openness to hurt and and pleasure at the same time. That's why it's so scary and dangerous, but also like so very like awkward and powerful at the same time. But instead of using that, like, there's a reason why I go to that. But if you can just be curious enough to, to ask yourself the questions and look back into it, not ignore it so much. But like, if you're realizing this is something I don't want to be doing, or this is a desire that I don't want, I guess my challenge, the thing that's most liberating has been most liberating for me is the fact that it's because it's in service to something better. And I'm just choosing to put it in the wrong. I chose to put it in the wrong direction, but it's, it's because it's either wanting to soften pain be known um, that I'm desiring intimacy, just something there's, it is a gift. It is not, this is not a, you're not a deeply broken person. It's, it's God introducing himself into your life. So, but it's just super messy because it, it's something that people try to do alone and you can't do that. Try when I say try to do it alone, it's like try to solve or heal from this unwanted desire. Yeah, I, I think piggybacking on that a little bit, what I would say is too, there, there's the, the aloneness, so the loneliness around sexuality is such an important aspect of understanding how to, how to de- approach it in your own life. And, and that was part of my story is just so much of it was me dealing with my sexuality by myself. And sex by its very design is to tell you that you weren't created to do it by yourself, to do life by yourself, right? Um, and so when we understand, um, that we weren't meant to do any, you know, we were meant to do life relationally, 
like all of life is relational. That's what we teach at Crosspoint. And that the quality of our life depends upon the quality of those relationships. So if those relationships early in our life are broken because we come from a broken family, everyone, all of us, no matter who you are, then then that's going to impact the way that you sort of learn to, you know, to trust because that's that's how you learn to trust. You learn to trust in relationship. Trust is the the, the whole com- key component to relationship. And so um, as you learn to trust, you either learn to trust yourself or you learn to trust other people. Like you either learn to trust yourself more than other people or you learn to trust other people more than yourself. I'll say it that way. And in that process, it what gets broken down is the fact that you were created to learn how to be a sexual man or a sexual woman by your like in relationship with someone else. You weren't designed to figure that out alone. And the only place a sexual man can learn how to be a sexual man is from a sexual man. And the only place a sexual woman can learn to be a sexual woman is from a sexual woman. So if you're trying to learn how to be a sexual man from a, from a, a woman, because your, your family was broken and your dad left when you were, before you were born, you better believe there's going to be some breakdown in how you understand your sexuality. And if you're learning how to be a sexual man from a sexual man like me, who was living in all sorts of impropriety and, and had all sorts of brokenness in his own story, you better believe it. He's not going to give me what I need. He's not going to give me the resources I need to learn how to be a sexual man. And so I'm going to have to find those resources somewhere else. Because if I try to find them by myself, uh, it, it's, it's, it's never going to work out the way it was designed. God designed us to learn how to be sexual creatures in relationship. And so I would just say that's the main thing is you've got to learn to talk about your sexuality honestly in relationship with the same sex. So a man needs to learn how to talk about his sexuality with a man. And I don't mean that in, a, in any kind of uh, weird way. I just mean honestly, just to be honest about it. And, and, and the same thing's true for women. And so that is the, that's the first thing I would say. And then the second thing is short too. It's that your, your sexuality is more than just your, your genitals. And, and that's something that you have to understand early on too, is that in our culture, there's such a pornified understanding of, of sex that we believe that sexuality is isolated to an act that leads to some sort of, uh, to, to some sort of pleasure, like an orgasm. And so your sexuality is so much more than the sex act. So in other words, your sexuality is more than masturbation. Your sexuality is more than your, your, your desire to feel pleasure uh, in your pelvic region in some sort, in some way. Um, that, that is, that's sex is so much more than that. And if you have a limited view of sex just around, uh, the act of, of, of feeling pleasure, then, then you will miss, you will always misappropriate it because you'll use it like a drug. And that's mainly how sex is used in our culture is to just sort of cope with life in some way and find a way to escape the pain of life rather than, um, engage in healthy relationship in a way that uh, that also can bring um, can bring pleasure and bring uh, uh, enjoyment in, in your body um, without ever having to, to have an arousal. It's amazing. Um, but you, you when the when you begin to understand that our our genital sexuality is held in a larger in a larger circle of what I would call our relational sexuality, 
um, which are both considered male or female, both relational and genital sexuality are male or female. Um, when you begin to understand that, then that also gives some freedom in how you begin to sort of walk through all that you may be dealing with. So don't do it alone. You got to talk about it. And then also remember that sex is so much more than the act. Those are the two main things I would say that are fundamental and are, are more than just like, Hey, stop it. You know, stop masturbating. That's, that's, you know, or stop looking at porn. That's bad. Um, it's so much more. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part five on our conversation. We'll see you then.